podcast is brought to you by the University of Liverpool and the Envisioning the Indian City project. Networks of tropical architecture, model housing proposals and utopian settlements. This is Chandigarh, India. In this episode of the Realised podcast series, Dr Ian Jackson from the University of Liverpool School of Architecture guides us through the north of India to the first planned city post-independence in 1947. Who would live in a modernist Indian house like this? Stark clean white walls, crisp geometric forms, offset with intricate brick patterns. Inside there are spacious rooms, a kitchen, two bedrooms, and space on the roof for summer sleeping, overlooking a large shared garden with fruiting mango trees. There are decent schools, parks, markets and shops, all within walking distance, and there are excellent employment opportunities. This is not a utopian fantasy, nor an estate agent's pitch, but a quick description of the most basic house in the Indian city of Chandigarh, located in the Punjab in northern India. India may not be the first place we associate with modern architecture and planning, but it is here, in Chandigarh, where over one million people live, mainly in modernist houses, arranged in rectilinear sectors that tessellate to form a planned city grid. The city was built from scratch, following the independence and partition of India in the late 1940s. It was considered a tangible metaphor for the Prime Minister Nehru's political ambition. India, now freed from her colonial shackles, wanted to deliver a message of modernisation to the world, and Nehru saw these large capital projects as being a key part of this vision. But, despite this nationalist rhetoric, he looked to the West for architects he thought capable of delivering an appropriate modern architecture. Along with the radical Swiss-French architect Le Corbusier and his cousin Pierre Jeanneret, two British architects were also selected. Maxwell Fry and Jane Drew. Fry and Drew were modernist pioneers and had previously worked in British West Africa. They became known as experts in the field of tropical architecture, which is a kind of uh, modern architecture tailored to suit hot countries. Whereas Le Corbusier delivered the more pompous and grandiose government projects, Fry and Drew worked with the local population on the design of ordinary quotidian projects namely designing housing, clinics and schools. They also worked with a small team of Indian architects and developed a style that attempted to respond to the local conditions and ways of living, whilst at the same time being modern, fresh and progressive. Some visitors to the city bemoan that the stark plan and the city centre is un-Indian, imported and lacking life. It's certainly not Delhi or Mumbai, but a more careful study of the city and its inhabitants reveals how the plan has enabled a very prosperous and successful settlement to emerge. Chandigarh was a radical experiment offering so much more than just a place to live. It was about education, healthcare and cultural expression, set within expansive parks and some astonishing landscapes. Cities and housing are almost living things that respond to the needs, whims and ambitions of their inhabitants. They are never fixed, despite the wishes of the architects and planners. 
I'm interested in the history of this astonishing city and how it was designed and planned. And I'm also going to be investigating how the city has changed. Pragmatically, how has the city managed its rapid expansion? And what have been the effects of this growth? How have the residents modified the designs to suit their own tastes and requirements? What do we mean when we say something is Indian? And what is modernism in the Indian context? I'm also interested in examining notions of taste and, if you like, good manners in architecture. Recent developments have seen the demolition of some of the modernist houses in Chandigarh and a desire to replace them with some more flamboyant designs in a variety of styles, materials and scales. The houses adopt a variety of different designs ranging from neoclassical to postmodern to what Gautam Bhatia describes as Punjabi Baroque. What is influencing the choice of this kind of architecture? And what does it tell us about the city and its residents? Chandigarh continues to provoke and to ask questions. As Nehru said, it makes you think. It hits you on the head. In the next podcast, we meet PhD student Cleo Roberts, who takes us on a journey to one of India's most sacred spaces.